Rainy weather didn't disturb Justin McKenzie's energy. The lead singer and frontman of the Savants of Soul animated the crowd at Harwood Soundstage on Friday. The nine-piece soul band kicked off their summer tour on July 9th at the outdoor stage among dozens of fans. The tour, which is their first time hitting the road since before the COVID-19 pandemic, will cover six Florida cities throughout July. The band has existed under different lineups and varying sounds since 2011, but it morphed into its current form in 2020 with the release of its self-titled album. Well, so the band has sort of like gone through several different phases to get to where it is now. Um, originally started by me and um, our former drummer and former guitar player uh, back in the early 2010s. Okay. Um, and we had, and then we brought on Justin to sing pretty soon after. Mm -hmm. um, the idea was to sort of do like Motown influenced like indie pop rock music actually. Okay. And then we very quickly pivoted into just like music very heavily influenced by sort of 60s soul music. That was John Gray Shermian, instrumentalist and songwriter for the Savants of Soul. Their sound is big and themic and crowded, but a major part of the recording process consists of simplifying each player's part to create a smoother sound that lets each element shine. In a democratized music landscape, as Charmian describes it, nearly anyone can create a record with minimal equipment needed. This freedom allows for creativity, he said, but too much of it hinders it. Because you have so many options, it can be a little bit overwhelming to, to think that way. So yeah. sometimes it is nice to be like, uh, no, I'm going to make myself work under these, you know, more difficult conditions. The Savants have since taken a tape-only approach to music recording. This works by taking the sound signals from a microphone and converting them to magnetic energy that is then stored on a plastic film tape. As editing will require physically cutting and rearranging the tapes, Charmian says it forces a little bit of perfect imperfection. Zach Emerson, another instrumentalist and songwriter for the Savants of Soul, agrees. Recording is a big mirror that you don't have any choice but to get right up close and look at. Um, so you see all your flaws and mistakes and where you need to grow. Um, so I think we all felt the motivation to get better, which is great. Uh, and I think we all have improved. The group rehearsed for months leading up to the recording of their self-titled album. They recorded it at the historic Fame Studio, home to soul legends like Etta James, Aretha Franklin, and Wilson Pickett. So if you ever go to Fame, they, it doesn't really look like much. It's like a concrete building next to a CVS in this tiny town in Alabama. And you go inside, and I don't think they haven't updated anything since the 70s. So like you go to like a nice studio today, and it's like beautiful and immaculate. They have like espresso machines and like beautiful everything you go and like fame's got like a shitty mr coffee in this tiny 
hallway and like one little bathroom from the 70s. Yeah, and a bunch yeah. of like broken coffee yeah, cups exactly. that people definitely brought in and left there. Like yeah. they didn't even go out and buy a set. It's yeah, like, it's great. But then the walls are covered with gold records. Exactly. Since then, Gainsel's pulp art studio is the only place in town where they have been able to keep their tape recording habit. Mackenzie appreciates the local studio's atmosphere. It's awesome. It's got state-of-the-art stuff. The, the interior is incredible. It looks beautiful, and it's just kind of tucked away. And it, you know, even got a nice like little fountain outside, a koi pond. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Charlie stares at the TV screen. Feels that hate still brewing up strong. That dream they promise is so far out of sight. Lord, he's waiting for so long. The savants of soul aren't trying to replicate the sounds from the era from which they draw inspiration. Instead, they use the musical vocabulary of those influences to communicate currently relevant messages. Their latest single, Spot at the Top, narrates the point of view of a person experiencing what Charmian describes as temporarily embarrassed millionaire syndrome, or someone who votes against their best interests, hoping that one day they will be rich and benefit from the system that hinders them where they are now. Along with some slightly political songs like Spot at the Top, Emerson says that the lyrics in the savant's music mostly deal with universal human topics like heartbreak, love, and other emotions. They may seem um, a little glib or rote in some ways, but there's always a turn of phrase that implies something a little bigger than what the song is on its first glance. While the recording process is as intricate as their sound, the live show is where they let all the elements shine the best. Dressed in coordinated outfits, the nine members bring all their energy and vibrance to the stage. At least I do. I have 100 times more fun on stage than I do in the recording studio. One of the dates on their tour will be a block party in Gainesville's downtown, where they will invite a group of musicians and food vendors to raise funds for Upbeat GMB a nonprofit that helps musicians connect with mental health services. Charmian co-founded the organization during the COVID-19 pandemic as a way to try to tackle the accepted secret of musicians' struggle with mental health. I'm not saying we make it, you know, foolproof, but we make it as easy as you possibly can to go to one place and just be like, you could actually help me. Um, And so we're doing that. We're also trying to expand into other services. uh, in the near future. The group hopes to release their next album sometime next year, after they finish recording it. Until then, they will play their new, old, and unreleased songs to anyone listening.